This is The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. All right, Dad, we're starting this episode with you needing hearing aids. Wow, that was blunt. That was right to the point. <laughs> well, you rattled off in our pre-show meeting that I that I don't like, like seven topics. And at the very end, you're like, and then, and then the last one that we don't have to get to is me needing hearing aids. So that's the one I want to get to. Oh, I mean, of course you do. Um, because that's my official entree into old age. Um, I feel like you're in the dessert portion of old age. No, I mean, come on now. But I was just told officially by an audiologist that I need hearing aids. And Did you, and she did you hear him? Did you hear her? <laughs> I did, but, you know, I got the official hearing test, which is a mind blower, where they, like, play little tiny infinitesimal sounds, and you have to say yes if you hear it, and you can, like, make it up. You know, you can say yes when no sound is coming out at all, but I told the truth, and, uh, and I have um, um, mild to moderate hearing loss in both ears, and um, I'm... Weighing it. Um, I haven't decided yet to get hearing aids because I hate that on principle, but I might. Did, did she say that listening to your own podcast too much was like a cause of this? <laughs> yes, she did. She's like, you know, you should probably only listen to your episode two, two or three times instead of six or seven. Okay. I mean, sometimes I do. Sometimes. And speaking of, of the podcast, um, we have oh. on Juju Gotti today as a special guest and and it's me one on one with him. Just a, it, it's what I would call um, a pretty intimate, uh, revealing conversation with Juju. So is this a new a, a Greg Beach session? Is that like the new thing we're doing here? It, it is. It's like it's like a Greg Beach sessions without the tinkly music. But uh, do you want to get? I think to you that? all will should like we, it. Should we get to that now, or you want to do some stuff first? I want to talk about some other stuff first of all, Christopher. I need to ask you because you would know. Is uh, my Turkoff with Roy Bellamy? Still happening on Tuesday on the Levitard show? Um, your Circle Turk? No. Yeah. Uh, we're actually, yes, it is happening. Uh, you sure? You don't sound sure. No, I just, I think there was some question to where exactly we we're going to put your fryer. Okay. Because, you know, there's like, uh, you know, fire safety issues and stuff. Right. I think like the Elster is making us get some sort of like, hi, like high quality fire extinguisher, oh, like at the, the premises. But. <laughs> the answer, the, the short answer is yes. Basic safety. Yeah. Why are you? Why it's don't it's basic building safety. We have to. You have to always clear these things. Yeah. Ugh, I've never the, started um, a fire in my life with my propane tank. First time for everything, Greg. The, the question is: Will you take your shoes off for the dropping of the bird? <laughs> I will not. Just on principle, I will not. But, but you um, took them off. You took them off just on principle for for Thanksgiving, though. Yeah. For eh, the video, for the know. Thanksgiving video, right. You know, you got to perform for the people. Well, that's what you you'll what be I'm doing saying? on Tuesday. <laughs> okay. All right. Listen, so we okay. will do the, 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 the Turk off with Roy Tuesday. I'm really looking forward to that. He's a worthy opponent. Chris, will we have a new show song with Greg, too? Will Greg have a new show song on Tuesday? Yes. There will I be think, also a show I song so. on Tuesday. Wow. Man, that's if, if only we promoted our own show as much as we're promoting this Greg Cody Tuesday. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Okay, I want to I want to try to solve a mystery here. In the mail the other, I'm calling this the the uh, the mystery of the calmly crystal because in the mail a few days ago I get a package addressed to me at my home and it's a beautiful crystal photograph of my racehorse calmly in mid stride and it's, I know it's calmly 
It's not just any old horse <laughs> trying to fool me. And it's got a, a, a lighted stand and everything. It's it's a gift that I know costs well over $100, but I have no idea who sent it to me. Now, hmm. uh, part of my, one of my suspects might be Yeti. Um, it might just be some random uh, listener that I don't know, but how did they get my home address? So do you guys have any thoughts on the, the mystery of the Calmly Crystal? My thoughts are that if it is a random listener who just stumbled upon your address, they now know they have the right address. So <laughs> <laughs> okay. if, if they were if this was a big plot to murder you, right, uh, they now know for a fact that they have the right address. OK, well, I can always move. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I can always move. By the way, it was of- it, it was not me. Um, and nor did I give anyone your, your address. Now, what I do would think you should do though, is that you have a calmly hat that you haven't shown off on this show and you know, who got you that. I think you should show that off really quick and give credit where credit is due. Okay. Hang on. I assume it's Lou is the Steve. Now, do you mean this hat? Oh, that was Steve. No, Greg, you made that calmly hat. I did. Think yourself. Now there's another nice. Did you just that? You just grabbed the hat you knew you made. <laughs> I grabbed the hat that was close to me. There aren't that many calmly hats within ear earshot. There's probably one reach. more. There's probably one more that has nice embroidery on it. I don't see it offhand. Was that from Steve? That was from Steve and oh, Lou. Okay. Well, thank you, Steve. S- stupid Steve. But I don't have it. Our friend, stupid Steve and yeah. Lou at Ernie Threads, who makes incredible embroidered hats. Okay. And Greg isn't even here to show it off. I'm going to hear so much about this. Yeah. I know. I apologize. I will look it up and, and I'll wear it on the Levitard show Tuesday. That um, would be incredible. I'll look it up. I don't even know what we're no, talking No, I will. About. I'll find it. I'll, fi- I'll find it. It didn't go far. I promise you. It doesn't have legs. But I want to solve the, the mystery of the calmly crystal. It may take a while, but I'm on the case. Um, well, Dad, you're going to have 17 people tweeting you saying, it was me. I know, <laughs> give but, me a pride of the lion book it was I, me <laughs> i know but there's gotta be oh speaking oh. of pride of the lion maybe that's what we'll do maybe we'll give out a pride of the lion book to the person that sent that to you yeah but like you say we can't prove who did it before the show my dad made a real kind gesture for the holiday season he said i want to give away three copies of my book <laughs> i think i, was, I said I was, three to five i was given a bo- three to i was five. given a box of probably 45 to 50 of them and i care about my listeners a lot so i'd like to give three of them away okay the box contained 44 books um i plan on giving away several uh including three to five to my listeners you know i mean if you really want a book i will mail it to you but you gotta win a little contest you gotta, you gotta do what, Yeti? You're the king of the contests around here. I'm the king of the contests. Yeah. You just want Yeti to come up with a contest? Correct. Right off the fly here. Let me check my ass. Hold on. Why don't we do a limited fake Greg Cody? Like, okay. You have to send us in a clip, and then just the person, like people that we think sound the most like Greg Cody. Okay. And don't, and and, and you got to be actually good. Like, I don't want just somebody that's like that kind of thing, Brad. Yeah. Like, right. I, I want a real Greg Cody impression. How about, yeah, instead of going, you never know, how about make an impression of me just talking, like my style of talking, my idiosyncrasies? Well, obviously, you, gotta, you obviously have to have Yeti showing us the hat right now that my dad should have. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know that hat. Okay. I will wear that. I will find that hat and I will wear it Tuesday on the Letterman show. Basically, I mean the, on the Letterman show. <laughs> I mean, the. Actually, look. We're just going to, we want to engage the audience in our call-in line. 
You can do a fake Greg Cody. You can do anything funny, honestly. We'll take okay. anything funny. Make us laugh. The three funniest submissions we get, or five, we'll get a Greg Cody signed Pride of the Lion. Winner to be revealed on our 201st episode. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Um, how about uh, us not? How about us not missing an episode all year? The last two years, we haven't missed an episode since 2021. Are you sure? That's crazy. Yeah. I thought last year we took off a couple weeks. No, we did not. And we had two bonus episodes last year. We've done one bonus episode this year, or we had two or three emergency episodes last year. Yeah, we did one this year. We haven't wow. taken a week off since sometime in 21. I'm trying to think if we took it off since I've been here. I think we took one week off when since I've been here. That's, That's crazy. Some- is that some quiet resentment from Yeti for not having any kind of vacation? Uh, no, I push for these things. Yeah, no, I'm teasing. I wouldn't blame him if he uh, if he did. Um, a few weeks ago on the podcast that never takes a day off, I was bemoaning the fact that Sports Illustrated uh, named Deion Sanders of four and eight Colorado as their sports person of the year. So I would like to officially reveal Ooh. my top five better choices for sportsman of the year than Deion Sanders. I like this. What do you got? Can I have a tie for fifth? Nope. You can have one OLI. Let me get some fanfare for you. Okay, one OLI. My OLI is Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. Brad. Okay. Nice. And number five, Max Verstappen. Brad. I mean, that's like no one really cares, but I get what you're saying. Number three, Shohei Otani. Shohei. Whatever. Brad. Oh, I missed number four. <laughs> Okay, number five was Verstappen. Number four, Tyreek Hill. Brad. Wait, so so Tyreek Hill. So wait, so Tyreek Hill has had a better year than than Jokic. Yes, that's odd. Number three, <laughs> Shohei Otani. And Shohei. Brad. <laughs> you say tomato. Number two, in the spirit of Yeti obsessing on Zeitgeist. Number two, Taylor Swift. Brad. Is this sports, sports person, person of the year? <laughs> yes. She's wouldn't associated be, with the Kansas City Chiefs. Wouldn't it be Kelsey? No. Okay. Number one, Lionel Messi. I don't like Greg I think Dion was more interesting than all those people. Okay. Well, you're you're uh, you're in a group of one. Dion had a more of like had a more of had a bigger effect on his sport and it going forward than any of these guys. All these other people just had stereotypical nice years. Really? Yeah, uh, so De- Dion, Dion, to- Dion was like spearheading the, the literal changing of the college landscape. Which would have changed without him and was changing without him. The tra- he he didn't like, invent the transfer portal. No, but he-, he was the first one to be like, hey, I'm, I'm switching schools. Uh, hey, all nine of my best players, you're coming with me. Okay. I mean, you can have your opinion. Okay. Lionel Messi, a much bigger international star than Deion Sanders, transformed Major League Soccer and therefore soccer in America. I think that merits Sportsman of the Year. Not only that, he won a World Cup and won his eighth Ballon d'Or trophy as International Player of the Year. Messi's the only one that has a case, but like it's okay. Messi and Dion. Like the, those are the top two by far. And depending okay. on when you count it, Messi won his cup last year. I mean, yeah. yeah. And no one else you said on that list should be in that conversation. Okay. Uh, it's my list. Um, do we, do we want to get right to Juju? Cause I have a couple of other things. I, I got a dad joke. I got uh, three facts, Jack. And I want to talk about the dolphins game about their big shutout win over the jets. Let's get to Juju. The people are here for him. 
that kind of thing. <laughs> Juju, let's get started because uh, I'm a cheapskate, so I only have a half hour on this Zoom because I don't have the Pro Edition. So yeah. we're recording this on Saturday morning, and um, we spoke last night. We saw each other at the uh, the highlight thing, and, and Christopher's uh, uh, Sesta Cyclones got their ass kicked <laughs> by uh, Udonis Haslam's team. And uh, I was telling you then that um, I listened to your, your Wake and Take on the Levitard show, and uh, I think I told you that w- one of my philosophies in life is that um, joy comes from you know, just, just small surprises and simple pleasures and, and, uh, cheap thrills. And, and one of them was, I was listening to Wake and Take and, uh, your rendition of, of me going, you never know, you put that to song. <laughs> and, and that was the intro to Wake and Take. And that was such a delight. I was alone in my house just with a big grin on my face. So I want to thank you for that. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. And, and you're right. If, if if you if you lose to anybody in highlight, I would love it to be UD. You know what I mean? The championship was Chris Cody's team and and, and the culture team. So right, we gracefully bow out to UD, even though they did get spanked thoroughly spanked oh last God. night. It was terrible. You know I mean? Yeah, that it, song has always meant a lot to me, bro. Because like I say, you always meant so much to me. But I couldn't even think without it was going. It was going too long without being used in Salt right. Lake. I got the perfect song. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and um, it, it was weird seeing Udonis Haslam, a three-time NBA champion, seeming to be so yeah. thrilled lifting <laughs> a highlight trophy. <laughs> weird. He was sliding across the champagne on the floor bare, with no shirt on. That's it was, right. It was championship time. <laughs> Let's, um, uh, Juju, I want to start at, at the beginning uh, of, of how – you and the Levitard show universe crossed paths. Um, how you came to discover the show and how that led you to become a part of the show and a growing member of the show, because uh, I want to talk about everything you're doing on the show now and what's ahead for you. But uh, when did that begin? You uh, uh, becoming even familiar with the Levitard show? Yeah, when I was, I was homeless, I was sleeping outside a Gladys Night Chicken and Waffles. And I was, I still had my cell phone. I still had like lists at clubs. Like I could get you in the club at this time. So right. I could make a little like $20 here and there. And, but I had to get to the club and that was usually the problem. So I just do my guest list and just kick it downtown. And then, you know, in a random day, I just started looking at the ESPN app and I seen the new features and you can be like, Oh, you can watch. I'm like, watch. And I seen your ass on there talking about damn newspapers. And I was like, who the hell is this talking about some newspapers? Like, what? Like, why would you even say that? It's computers everywhere. It's a page. But you believe in the newspapers. And you was like, clicks for Cody. And you was taking it so serious that it eventually rubbed off on me. And I was like, you know what? If this joker could care about these newspapers this way, let me get up and try to care about myself a little bit, man. Let me Let me do something. And it sparked a little bit of a change in the in just my my life, you know what I mean? And things start going a certain way, uh, a little better. And it was also lined up that the Super Bowl was coming to uh Atlanta, I think the next year. And so after after just being a fan of yours and I got the tattoo like I say maybe eight months before Super Bowl, because I was just like, Man, this is if he believe in this, this is fire. Like, nah. Everybody in the hood, it was like, who is that? What's that? 
I'm like, ah, that's you know, you wouldn't understand. You know what I mean? Wow. So the Super Bowl, <laughs> the Super Bowl <laughs> came, and I, I linked up with um, I went to Golick and Wingo to there's taping this TV show at the crack of damn dawn, and I was the only black person in the entire zip code, I think, of that show <laughs> because it was super Caucasian. So after the show, everybody was taking pictures and meeting Gojo and Golick Senior and Wingo and uh, during that little hand exchange, they was like, oh, how did you hear about our show? Like, thank you for coming out. And I was like, hear about y'all show? Like, I, I know about y'all, like, through Levitone. I know, like, y'all persona. I know your nickname. I know your name is Hal, Trey. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like, I got to know. And then, like, oh, okay, you listen to Levitar. I'm like, I, I, not only do I listen to Levitar, look at this. And I showed him my great Cody <laughs> tattoo. And everybody fell out. Like, nobody could believe it. The production, their, um, uh, production manager, I, I think, he, well, the guy who was mixing or engineering, right. uh, he, he was there as well. His name was Dan Stanzik. That's the first time I met Dan Stanzik. Of course, yeah. Was, um, doing a show with a couple other Atlanta photographers and Gojo. Gojo ended up sending the picture, I think, to either to one of you guys. I'm not sure who he sent the picture to, but the um, the next Monday, the following Monday after Super Bowl, which you know that. Dan doesn't like to talk about the Super Bowl anyway. Right. Right. They started talking about that. It was like some weirdo has a tattoo of Greg Cody. <laughs> and <laughs> who is this weirdo? And they were talking about, I think they were talking about it from a standpoint, thinking that I must be some nerdy little kid in, in college and really just, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, and I called in. They was like, yeah, right. I just ain't you. Just prove it. And I showed him my Instagram and I had a picture of you in the studio on my leg. And then we got the rapping and that's how it happened. Wow. <laughs> this is, uh, and Dan Stanzik, by the way, was immortalized in song by you on your right. uh, Dark Nights uh, <laughs> uh, record, which came out in 2020. And uh, your, yes, your new record, Mr. J, uh, came out just uh, more recently. And uh, I want to talk about music later, but first... Um, <laughs> Let's get back to that because it's about me and, you know, everything, <laughs> everything on the show is about me and I don't have many people getting tattoos of me on their body. So this is special for me. Yeah. Now, Juju, what year would that have been? Like 2020 or even earlier? I think it was 2019, I think. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. 2019, okay. 2018. Okay, that around. sounds right. Now, you, you mentioned um, uh, you, you were homeless for a time right around then. Uh, can yeah. can you speak of the the circumstances of that, like how that happened and and how you got yourself out of it? Yeah, it was like a maybe a year before then, a year some change before then, and it was really embarrassing. Like I did the, um, I went on tour, you know what I mean, a, a big tour, and it was big enough to where my hometown people was hitting me up, people in Atlanta was hitting me up, trying to congratulate me. Um, it was just awesome, like, you know what I mean? And right. around that same time, I came home, like, just just coming, going in and out of the tour, home, can you afford this? Can you go to this city? And one of the times I returned home, me and my, my partner at the time, we just uh, had a, a couple of disagreements, you know what I mean? And it became clear and evident that, oh man, maybe our time or our relationship, which was beautiful, and which she was so amazing, our relationship maybe have ran its course and it kind of abruptly happened and I'm not the type of guy that's going to ever be like get out 
Like, you know what I mean? Never right. in the world. So I just took it upon myself to remove myself from the situation. And I didn't necessarily have any place to go. And whenever I, whenever at that same time, everybody was hitting me up saying, congratulations on this. Congratulations on that. Oh my goodness. I got people in my hometown asking me, Hey, big bro, I seen you on the tour. You mind if I could uh, borrow four, five hundred dollars right quick? You know what mm. I mean? And I'm like, oh my God. I, they only realized I I paid to be a part of these tours. You know what I mean? I paid to be a part of a lot of the stuff I was doing. Right. And um, I ended up being pretty much like, I, I was tapped out. You know what I mean? I thought that what was coming next was a deal, which was imminent in my head. I was like, okay, well, I'm about to get a deal with these people. So stay tuned. But shortly after, um, my business partner, or my the person who told me about how to, the, to the, the do the game, like to do the, uh, the, the register your music, how to make money from your music. He, um, also was good, kind enough to lend me his, you know what I mean? I could stay mm-hmm. there. He was my best friend and he got murdered by my other best, well, not my other best friend, but my other friend, you know wow. what I mean? Over a house dispute over, you know what I mean? A long, <laughs> lot of drama. And so that took me away from having that haven as a safe haven to rest my head every now and then. And I was very prideful. I don't want to call it even still to not now. That's my downfall. Like I don't want to ask nobody for nothing ever. Like I was so prideful and not wanting to, 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 uh, to be vulnerable with people who are keeping this praise. I was so ashamed of myself. I was so ashamed of, of not having, I was just ashamed of, just my life and just my worth. I didn't feel worth. I, I felt worthless and wow. feel valuable anymore because as soon as all of this stuff was happening, then the deal dried up because now my management and my team kind of were fighting over who was, I'm the manager. No, I'm the manager. No, I'm the label. I'm the label. Right. Sign with us first. Matter of fact, don't talk. You can't talk to Jew more until he signed with us and they were having these conversations with record labels and ghetto situations it was so embarrassing and that just it crippled me mentally and I was just so ashamed I was ashamed to talk to everybody I was hiding it from my mom I was hiding it from like my friends I was just hiding and I found that the best place to hide was outside you know what I mean because I I had nowhere else to go right you know what I mean yeah so so and this is around that same time, like like 2015. Like when this, are we yeah, talking? This about? was around 2000, the end of 2016. Okay, going into 2017. And and was that yeah. the, the was that the low point for you, like in your entire uh, life? I mean, that was the second time I was homeless. <laughs> we get into that one another time, but yeah, that was one of the lowest times because it's like having it's like it's like a blind person. I'd rather be born blind then have sight and then go blind. It's like, oh, no, this is terrible. Right. I feel like I was at the point where I thought my life was set up. I thought I had made it. And as quick as I, that thought entered my mind is as quick as it was over. Um, not over, but in my head that it was over. And it was so embarrassing. I, I just, I, I was so ashamed. I'm still ashamed to this day. Like to this day, that still has an effect on me. That's why I've, a lot of the times during the Levitard show and all of that, I like it. I love the people around it for accepting me, but this isn't my dream. Like, you know what I mean? My dream yeah. is to be a musician. So 
and sometimes I feel I feel ashamed that I'm not as excited about this chapter in my life as I should be, or I'm not like I I want to be grateful. I'm 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 100 grateful, but I still have this dream of mine that I really want to chase, and this job that I have now it takes up so much of my time and my energy that it makes it difficult and it could breed frustration these days because I know I really want to, I really want to chase my dream, but I, I have to facilitate the dreams of the people I work for. Right, I have to make right. sure that they look good. I have to make sure Smitty and Lucy and yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> right. No, I know it's a bit much, man. You know it's, what I mean? it's, but I, I'm, I'm built for it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's weird when you have to sort of shift what your dream is. Like, you know, you come to the realization or maybe sometimes you don't that, uh, I wanted to be a big star. I wanted to tour. I wanted to be a, a you know just a worldwide rapper, and I'm not quite that, but I'm I'm adjusting to my new success. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, I'm, I'm the type of person I would rather die than not achieve my goal. Like, right. I'm never gonna stop wanting to be. I'm never gonna not think I can do that. Right. Uh, I, I I would I would I don't want to live a life. I don't want to become 50. I don't want to become 60, not have accomplished my dream. And that's right. where I still need help because like, I really don't, I don't have the self-worth that I maybe I uh, put on to have or appear to have. Right. Like, I, I really still like, I'm really still extremely ashamed of not uh, capitalizing on my, my moments. I've lost friends over the years uh, that, that if I would have did it right, they wouldn't have died. I feel like if I had did my part, this wouldn't happen to this person who loves me. I could have right. saved them from this. And that's the type of stuff. I, if I could have made it, maybe my, my ex-girlfriend, maybe she could have a better life or like, this is the stuff that constantly eats me up as David Sampson now talks to me about <laughs> business on air. Like It's just a lot to, I, I haven't forgiven myself for a, a second of it. Wow. I think I should. I, I want to try to, but I just don't know how to because life is just. I don't get a second too much to breathe. I don't get a day off. I haven't stayed off of this job since I started because yeah. I'm I'm so not like everyone. Right. I feel like if I take a day off, they'll be like, "Ah, oh, I like it better when he. This is better when he's not here." Let's. Oh my. Let's fight. You know what okay. I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm I'm the one of the most insecure people that you will meet. You know. What That's I mean? crazy because your persona oh, is. Your your persona is the opposite of insecure. You know, yeah. you, you you come off the opposite, and uh, you're, you're you're full of style and and I don't know bravado. Yeah. You you have such a great outward personality that I think a lot of people would be surprised that that you have some of these inner demons that uh, that you. It, it hurts me to hear you say that that you still feel shame for what you didn't accomplish when you've accomplished so much i mean how do you get to the point uh mentally where you're okay with yourself i don't know if i ever will i i really like this is this is a deeper you know what i mean thing. yeah but i have trouble valuing myself right now but i have trouble accepting that this is my life my life my job is i mean which is and that's the thing it's like this job is so amazing to have this isn't this is this job don't fall off trees Right. So like knowing that how precious this is, but also feeling like, dang, I really want more at times. It's an internal struggle that makes me feel like 
damn, Jude, you should be more grateful for this, man, versus, oh, no, but I still want to do more. Like, it's just an internal battle that just keeps me extremely, like, just just down, I guess. You know what I mean? Right. And, just, and my life is social media. <laughs> like, I, I run social media, so that's, that's another part. It's like, every time somebody says something very, very, very negative about Dan, I'm reading it. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, dang. Like, yeah. I don't, like, this stuff is, it enters my spirit. And the way I'm used to handling things is, hey, you talking to me? Let's, you know what I mean? Let, let's mm-hmm. handle it right now. I'm not used to internet trolls, little yeah. nerds behind the screen calling me the N word. Like, all of this stuff is brand new to me as this job is happening, as this company is happening, as my right. depression is roaring, as my, like, my, my like my self-worth is tanking, you know what I mean? And it's like, I'm just trying to pace myself, but at, at times a lot, I don't necessarily feel strong enough. I don't, I, I be thinking that, man, you know what? I'm going to tell one of these people up one day, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I'm going to find one of y'all one day and that's going to be the end of me, but it's going to be the end of you as well. <laughs> oh, I have wow. that kind of <laughs> destructive self-sabotage in myself. I'm, all of the stuff I'm saying, I know that it's not healthy. I know that it's not the, the way to be, but this is, for some reason, how I am still, you know what I mean, years after my depression really was at a peak. Well, I, I think it's healthy to talk about mental health, and, and you do that. And one of the callers to Wake and Take the other day was thanking you for being open about talking about mental health and the challenges that that presents to you. Uh, and, and that's an, that's an ongoing thing, right? With you. Right. And yeah. Like I say, it's, it's just a, it's a, just a whole different world. The type of people that talk to me now, like I'm used to talking to, I mean, for lack of better words, I'm used to dealing with gangsters. I'm used to dealing with real like individuals that you can't, you can't lie. You can't say certain stuff to, you can't, you can't like body language matter. Everything matters. I'm used to dealing with street cats only. And right. so now I'm dealing with only business nerds yeah. and they, they dis to me, I feel like they are so disrespectful. They, they send you an email and say, Hey, can you do this? Thanks. I'm like, thanks. I didn't even answer you. I'm like, are you wow. telling me thank you for it? Like, I, I have a, <laughs> like, I'm totally not business, man. My, I'm surrounded in the world of just straight edge business people now. And I feel like, dang, man, let me, hopefully they don't look at me and find out I'm a ghetto. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Like I feel like it's gonna, they're going to realize it one day and they're going to take <laughs> everything away. <laughs> so wow. I just try to be, yes, sir, salute. Right. <laughs> um, your role on the Levitard show is uh, amorphous. It's like all over the place. Uh, and, and Wake and Take is like the latest venture. But you, you mentioned you, you run the social media account. You know, uh, Juju put this on the poll, Levitard says, during a show. You know, you, you went to Germany with Christopher. You, you've been uh, with Lucy at, at, at uh, college football games. You're all over the place. Some, you're, you're in the studio sometimes. How do you define yeah. your role on the, team, uh, on the team? Because it is the Levitard Show team. Um, what's your role and, and how satisfied are you with it? Uh, I think my role is the role of a joke. Like, <laughs> you play me whenever you need a hand or you want to win this book. Right. I'm not... Uh, I'm not, I'm actually not that sure. Like I know I'm the social media guy and I know that, uh, I like to be a part of shows. Like I, I love being a part, but I know that we got rising people. We got Jeremy Tache. They got people that they love 
you'll see they got they have a, a certain I'm always I'm always cautious about coming here and upsetting the chemical balance of this by adding ghetto in it. Like I, I feel like me being here and this is another way I'd be insecure. I'm like, damn, is since I'm here, am I taking away Tony's time to shine today? Or someone else could have sat here, dang, I didn't mean to come here and have to sit in a chair and now Charlotte is out there like I'm always thinking that damn people don't want to hear me like I'm, that's Dan Levitard right there that's that's Dan Levitard sitting right there talking like his opinion is the opinion that I feel like only I mean DraftKings as far as DraftKings his opinion matters you know what right. I mean? and a lot of times during the show I feel like his voice gets drowned out by the hijinks at times yeah. and I don't want to to contribute to that. I don't want to contribute to muting the one of the best writers besides yourself of our generation. Like his thoughts on what happened last night, right. his his input on the things that that the people are the, just the current events and the current news. And I, when I get down there, I feel as though I, you know, I, he's such a great teammate that he wants to pass the ball to everyone. And I think that sometimes when he passes me the ball, I'm like, oh man. Like you're Dan Levitar. I'm pretty sure people don't want to hear my opinion on this. So I, I kind of like try to keep it cool. You know what I mean? And right. try to shy away from just taking up too much space because I don't know their vision for me here. Like, you know what I mean? I know right. that I started as a social media guy and every now and then they allow me to do certain things for them and with them. And I haven't dropped the ball or embarrassed them just quite yet you know what i mean right and i don't know that that's another reason like i was, they don't you know what I, mean? I don't I'm, I'm a little insecure about this as well like i don't know my future here i don't know what's set up i don't i didn't you know what i mean i don't yeah. know the innards of the company i don't know their visions i don't know what they want necessarily from my end other than the social media you know right. what i mean i know i would right. like to do a lot of content. I know I, I think I can make good content, but got their plans. So I yeah. don't know. I mean, your guess is as good as mine as far as my role. Outside yeah. I, and, and honestly, it, it's an evolving company. I don't think anybody specifically knows what their role is. I think if you talk to Lucy or Charlotte or anybody, you know, they're, yeah. they're not positive what's their niche and, and what's right. it's going to be in two years or whatever. But Juju, right. I wish you allowed yourself to feel the love. People love you. And and when I listen to Wake and Take, that's a great vehicle for you because uh, you're you're great at that at the give and take with people, and and you're you're into it. And you, there was a couple who called a woman I think from Iowa or something, and she put her yeah. husband on the phone. She was such a big fan of yours; it was the thrill of her life to talk to you. <laughs> what does that mean to you? You got to feel the love. I don't know. I just I feel like a phony whenever like if I'm being honest. I feel like, damn, you really like the character that I, well, not even the character, you like the person who I am in this space. I feel like I'm s so much more than just who they show of me right. uh, on the show. Like, I like I gave away turkey at, at Thanksgiving. I, I I did a lot of stuff for homeless people, like a lot. I yeah. just don't go around videotaping like a douche and putting it online. <laughs> yeah, you right. know what I mean? Right. So it definitely feels awesome to receive the love um from for sure like because i remember whenever nobody would even like i used to ask people for a dollar and they used to be like Ugh, like that vibe you know excuse me yeah. sir you got a oh, sorry excuse me ma'am you got a ma'am I'm, uh, I'm sorry like 
So yeah. to go from that to people showing love is is incredible, man. I just I wish I could find a way to love myself a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I I, I wish that too. Um, I I can't tell you, and and I haven't told you enough uh, how much it meant to me that that I played a, a very small part in in you moving on with your life and and you sort of reinvigorating your your own spirit and everything because yeah. i i'm a believer that that one little domino falls and hits the next one and things lead uh to one another and and fate happens and uh you know when i was in high school uh, a journalism teacher saw that i could write you know and and she saw yeah. the spark in in my ability and and encouraged me and if she hadn't I never would have taken up writing. I never would have gone to college. I never would have done what I ended up doing for a living. And right. that was her influence on me. And she didn't even know it. And years later, you know, I, I contacted her just to tell her thanks and how much it meant in my life and what became my career. And, and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to sort of be a little bit of a spark for you. I, I, I really do appreciate that. Hell yeah, I appreciate you, brother. Like, I appreciate you so much. That you and Dan. Like, people don't know that Dan, Dan is like one of my only friends. Like, yeah. not just like, okay, he's the host of the show. And yeah, I, I try to make sure they look good as far as I, as much as I can on, on social media. But he actually calls and asks me, how am I doing? Right. He actually, we have conversations that, that aren't about the business. Yeah. And I feel like without those conversations at times, I wouldn't be as, the little bit of secure individual that I am today. Like he plays a big part in my day-to-day confidence in this company because I might not be familiar with the people in New York and all the business suits in LA and the whatever. I, I don't even know what's going on in those right. instances. But the the founder of the company is my actual friend. And yeah. I, I, I don't take that for granted at all. That man got so much going on. He's, his life has been turned upside down lately. He has a new wife who has who wants and needs, and he takes time out of those days and and out of that to lend his his, his spirit and his passion to understanding me or just asking him, "Am I okay?" And I never take that for granted one bit. Like Dan Levitard is the reason that I'm still with this company and growing with this company, as well as a salute to everybody else. So, you know, me involved, the executives and everything. But I feel like your friendship as well as Dan's friendship, you know, are the the things I can always like the, the my my anchors here, you know, yeah. in this new world that I find myself in. Right. Yeah, uh, and and I I'm infamously not a good friend. I tell, Dan and I joke about that all the time, but you know, I'm not the kind of person who uh just calls somebody up out of the blue and says, "Hey, how you doing? How you feeling?" You know, and I wish yeah. I were. I'm I'm not. Dan is. He's, <laughs> you know, he's crazy loyal. And, you know, that's why my old ass is still on the air talking into a microphone because of my friendship <laughs> with Dan. Uh, right. and, and this podcast success is uh, uh, to a large part owing to, you know, my popularity through the Levitard show. So yes, I sir. really appreciate him as well. You know, I think we, yeah. we definitely have that in common. And. I appreciate you, uh, Juju. I really do. Uh, I 
if I could wish one thing, it would be that, uh, you know, some of the weight on you, some of the guilt and shame that that just baggage that you have to carry around. I wish that away. You know, I, sure. I just um, I hope you allow yourself to to just appreciate who you are right now and how much people love you. I, I wish that. Yes sir. yes, sir. I wish it too, man. But for some reason, I have a, I have I'm struggling with it, and I know. Maybe I could, maybe I should get into some counseling or something. I, I wanna I wanna better myself, and I I've it's been going on for too long that I'm I'm ready to change it. I'm ready for whatever is necessary to help me with it. I'm just you know sometimes as men we don't tell each other like, damn bro, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Damn bro, how do you book a counselor? Like damn, right, um, right. I don't understand how to invest my money or. Damn, bro, I'm, I'm having a sad day, man. Like, we've just always so macho and so I got it all together. Don't worry about me. Yeah. That has played into my detriment trying to be too cool a lot of the times with the right. guys. Whenever I should be more vulnerable with the guys and maybe some of these things that need correcting could at least start correcting itself. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, Dan is, uh, you know, has, has done therapy and swears by it and has talked about it. And um, maybe that is something for you you know i've i've never done that but i totally respect it i know people who've done it and it and it works you know it's it's like um it's like medicine if you get just the right pill to heal your physical wounds it's like a miracle mm -hmm. and i think the same thing can can happen for mental challenges as well and and i wish you i wish you that inner peace and and please know uh how how much you're appreciated in the levitard universe and and the fans love you and uh, you know, I, I, I can't wish enough happiness on you. I think, uh, I think you've, you've earned it. You deserve it. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Hopefully some coming soon, some happiness. There you go. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Good. All right. On, on that happy note, um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you go. Juju, I really, uh, appreciate you, uh, sitting down with me here. This has been a long time coming. You've been on the podcast a, a couple of times for, uh, minor things, but this is the first time we've had a chance to sit down and, and, uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, the, the idea that, that you have a tattoo of me on your lower leg will <laughs> never not be thrilling to me. It will never not make me smile. And, um, and I appreciate that. Yes, Larry. I appreciate you, brother, for even thinking to have me on your, your platform, man. I don't take it for granted one bit, man. Thank you so much. I love you, man. I, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Love you more. Thanks, Juju. Fly safe. <laughs> okay. And now a poem about Sheets and Giggles by Yeti Blanc. Ah, Sheets and Giggles, only two poems to go. We love their support of The Greg Cote Show. Their cooling sheets leave you rested and slumbered. And with two codes for savings, wallets shan't be encumbered. Sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg is where you go. Buy one, get one half off with code HO-HO-HO. Or use code GREG to drop 10%. Buy a pillow, and under it place a cool Lobo's Mint. But hurry, if you order by December 19, your sheets will arrive so fresh and so clean. Just in time for Christmas, it will be the best present. Who needs lengthy songs about drummers and pheasants? Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg for your boo. Play the cards right, and they'll make it a gift for you. The End Support the Greg Cody Show by supporting our friends at Sheets and Giggles.
And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. God, I love those poems that Yeti's doing. Guys, remember, December 19th, you can still get your gifts before Christmas if you order before December 19th. Please, sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg. Go, 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 go. Support us. Support this place. We love them. It's the holiday season, and I love love. Only two more poems to go. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> those are brilliant poems, and I love the voice that you've affected for those poems. I, I can't quite identify it, but I just love it. It's the terrible, limited, fake love child of Bane and Sir Patrick Stewart. Okay. Patrick Stewart, I've heard of. Bane, Bane to from me, Batman. sounds like... Uh, I'm Bane. One That's my name. Okay. I'm from Batman. <laughs> okay. All right. Do we want to do dad jokes? That'd be exciting, wouldn't it? N- not really. <laughs> yeah. Let's do dad jokes. Number three. What do ghosts drink on Halloween? Booze. Boolade. Booze is the correct answer. Congratulations, Christopher. Number two, how much does Santa pay to park? I don't know. Nothing. It's on the house. Oh, yeah, that one. That's good. Number one, what do you call a deer with no eyes? A blind deer. No idea. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's all right. That's all right. (laughs) I got a smile on a Christopher. A reluctant (laughs) smile. That's just me smiling because the segment's over. All right. Well, this one's not. It's just beginning. It's three facts. Jack. There are three things that interest him, so sit right back for Three Facts Jack. It's really funny that we have this segment that we do back-to-back, and only one of them has imaging. Yeah, I'll get to it. It is funny. (laughs) Yeah, I've thought about that. Number three. Stephen Ross waddling is funny. (laughs) Number three. Guinness Book of World Records is indeed named for the beer brewery. It began in 1954 when Guinness's Sir Hugh Beaver sought a way to reduce pub disputes over after overhearing an argument over what was Europe's fastest game bird. That same year, England's Roger Bannister was the first to run a mile in under four minutes, causing a surge in interest in records-related news. Yeti, did you see that Sh- Sean Paul uh, doesn't... You know, at the beginning of all his songs, Sean Paul, Summer Goes Again? I did see that. That he doesn't say Sean Paul. He's, like, paying respect to some famous cricket player, cricket player named yeah. Sean, Sean DePaul. Yeah, cricketer Sean DePaul. And it was just that. like everybody thought that at the beginning of every song, he was just saying his name. What if he's if, not actually saying reggaeton in every song now? What if we find that it's like something... Sean DePaul, summer goes again. <laughs> Greg, I need to hold myself accountable to the audience, speaking of Guinness World Records. A little over yeah. a year ago, when we were practicing our goal calls, I, I said I, I was committed to setting... The world record and holding a, a note out for more than two minutes right and because i did one minute just without any trying and right. uh i failed to even practice more than twice i've tried oh. twice but i've not done any exercises maybe next year but i'm not going to promise anything now because i broke that oh. one okay all right number two the fedora hat soft felt in the alpine style with a center crease and a pinch at the front emerged in the 1880s and was popularized in the 1920s by flashy gangsters like Al Capone. But why the name? Fedora was a play of the time by French author Victorian Sardou that opened in Paris in 1882, and the female star wore a soft felt hat that thus became known as a fedora. No one cares. Larry Fedora. You got to keep that tighter. You got to keep it a little tighter there, Greg. Come on. 
Did it ever occur to you, Christopher, that you do a lot of complaining? <laughs> no, it's just something to think about. Okay. Something to think about because, you know, listeners really love it when you complain and constantly berate me, interrupt me. I mean, that's so popular with listeners. I didn't so interrupt. keep it up. I didn't interrupt there. Number one, an average of 100 cloud to ground lightning strikes hit earth every second, but only one in every 5,000 Americans are struck by lightning in their lifetime. And only one in 10 of those people are killed. Did you believe Joe when he said he got struck by lightning in Orlando that one time? Nah, that's hard to believe. Yeah. My cousin claimed like that he was at like the bus stop at like the, the, the water park. And he like claimed to like jump up and like hit the top of it and said he got struck on his foot. <laughs> and we were all like, wow, you got struck by lightning today. And then years later, I was like, do you think you really got struck by lightning? <laughs> what does that feel like? How did he describe it? I don't even remember. He was like, it hurt. Okay. Thanks, Joe. Very nice. <laughs> to tell about it. Um, before we close it out, uh, I do want to talk briefly about the Dolphins. I was at the game. They beat the, the lousy Jets 30 nil. Um, but it was big in that they were coming off a terrible loss, home loss to Tennessee, and they didn't want to have two losses in a row going into the closing stretch of the schedule. Christopher, d- did you guys both see the game? I assume you did. Maybe I saw not. it, but it was like such a blowout that uh, I was able to have the red zone on for most of the game. Like it was such an uninteresting game. Right. That I was really just watching it on red zone, which is not usually how I watch. I watch dolphin games like every play, but once they were up like 17 nothing, I was just like, okay, I can red zone this game. But, uh, I, I think that the dolphins, I said it on the show this past week, like I was not worried about this Jets game. For me, the dolphins questions are going to be answered in the playoffs. Like, right. I don't think they're going to get the first round by. I think they're going to end up as the two or three seed with a home playoff game in that first round. And I think they're going to win that first round playoff game. Like, so I think the Dolphins questions begin there in the second round, the game to get to the AFC championship game. Can they win that game? Can they win right. the next game? That's the question. I, I do think they can, man, because I think this defense is sneaking up on people. They were missing Xavier Howard. They're two starting safeties. Yep. Uh, Jerome Baker, uh, Jalen Phillips today. Yes. And they yes. still, with Bradley Chubb looking like a maniac right now, Christian Wilkins, Siegler, uh, Van Ginkle's all over the place. This defense, yep. I think, is a lot better than team. Everyone just kind of thinks this offense is offense. And I think this team is much more balanced than people give it credit for. I agree. And and the league is so wide open. Dallas kicked Buffalo or Buffalo kicked Dallas's ass Sunday. And and Buffalo's than, a little scary, Dad. I know like this is kind of Dan stake. No, Buffalo's right. Buffalo's coming into form and I, I do I want Buffalo to lose another one in these next couple of weeks. I don't want that final game of the season to be for something. Like I want right. to clinch the division before then and you know, be able to play spoiler on that day. Right. But but closing with Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo is the toughest final three games in the entire league and that's what miami faces so we're going to find out if they're contenders or pretenders you know it's the truth it's going to come out it didn't come out today you know with a nice win over the jets but it's going to tell in the next few weeks you know what the my favorite part of football dolphin sundays recently is what's that uh, i have a friend that works for the dolphins and every week he sends me a picture of you <laughs> just like at the stadium am i sleeping here's today you're just like sitting in like a, a lunchroom, like talking to people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me see. If, let me, let me okay. scroll back. Here's like a, like a couple weeks ago. That is creepy. That someone is like <laughs> taking photos of me that I don't even know. Maybe he sent you that crystal of calmly. It could be. Here's a few weeks before that. 
Oh, the, you always tell me I hunch when I write. Oh, you, you are hunched, and it looks like you're typing with just your two little index with your two index fingers. All right, I so am. that's I, it. I'm so three times this season, my my spy with the dolphins just like sends me a picture of you at the stadium before the okay, game. Okay, name that spy because I will have him fired. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Unless uh, it's Stephen Ross, I can't fire him. Yep, it is Stephen. It's actually it Mc, Mike McDaniel. Actually, okay, the owner. Yeah, yeah, the coach. Um, Christopher. Uh, is it better to reach a championship game and get your ass kicked or not to reach a championship game at all? Um, the way this highlight is designed, yeah, it kind of stinks to be the, the team that loses in the championship because now we're going to get like that second to last pick. Uh. So, and we don't get to keep as many guys as if we, if we were to win. Um, but no, I, I'd rather make it to the championship and have a chance. Um, tough team, tough way to go out for the boys. Um, getting swept in all three matches in the championship. We weren't really close in that game. Um, I like this group. Disappointed with the result, but, you know, the clones will be back. The team uh, you lost to was owned, quote-unquote, by Udonis Haslam, the recently retired Heats player. Why would you say, quote-unquote? That was just a weird... Oh, I mean, I don't know what the owners in this highlight league really are. Like, I don't know how much you invested. I don't know whether... Udonis actually put a dime into this or it's just his name. I have no idea. So I'm just saying, quote unquote, the owner. But I was impressed that Udonis Haslam, if he faked it, he did a good job of acting legitimately happy to win this championship and raising a trophy that didn't exist two years I, ago. I actually thought the exact opposite. I thought did he was you? faking it. Like, because he, he went out there because they had like champagne and right. the players were like sliding on the ground as if it was like a slip and slide through the champagne. And right. Haslam took his shirt off and was doing it. And the whole time I'm thinking, he doesn't really give a shit about this. Right. He's just like, he has to be excited because his, his players are excited. So what's he right. going to just be sitting there mopey? But right. I was like, obviously he's happy he won, but there's just no way. And as somebody who's been in this now for like four years, that first year, you're kind of just like you're still getting the rules. Like you're not, you don't really know all the players and around the league yet. Right. So like you're kind of faking it that first year. So like it's just hilarious seeing someone who's won real championships with the Miami Heat like kind of just go through the motions on a champagne celebration. How many of his championship players do you think Udonis has them could name? I'm sure he knows his guys' names. Yeah. Not probably all of them, but like he definitely knows Gocheri. I mean, Gocheri's a stud. Yeah, he's um, a big name, like beyond Miami, right? Like he's a, a I mean, known he's just, highlight yeah, I mean, he's, he's one of the best in the world, for sure. And speaking of the best in the world, um, I actually bowled a 218 game in, right. in, in our bowling league last week. Yes, you did. That's pretty damn good. Christopher, brag about me for a minute. Tell, tell, tell the people how great I was that game and how important I was to the team. Wow. Um, no, I mean, you bowled well above average that game and you carried us that game. Um, I believe you had like a 280 something with your, with your handicap pins. Yeah. I mean, it was your best game of the season, 218. I mean, we saw your ceiling. Well, I, I opened the last frame. I could have had my personal all-time record, which was 222 back in the Stone Age. I came that close to my all-time personal best. With bad hearing, man, look at you overcoming so many odds but enough about me dad this is one of those topics where it's like i know you think it's interesting but right. like unless we have something funny to say off of bowling just you bowling a 221 i mean right. 218 i'm not sure if it's really podcast worthy i'm glad we saved it for the very end yeah this is another thing that the listeners of our show tell us in um in their critiques how much they truly enjoy 
you saying during the podcast that what I just said is not interesting. No. Instead I'm, of saying something interesting yourself, doing nothing but criticizing me, listeners love that so much. Oh, no. Oh. I've got something interesting to tell the listeners. Give me. I want all our listeners to go to our YouTube channel, the Greg Cody Show YouTube channel. Find us there. Subscribe. Because before Tuesday, you're going to have a chance to have a little holiday sing-along with old Greg Cody over here. So go to oh. the Greg Cody Show channel on YouTube Click subscribe because that's where the, that's where this holiday sing along will be hosted. Now the song is obviously delightful, but the highlight of this is Yeti figuring out how to turn my dad into some like cartoon figure. So you get to see a horrific looking Greg Cody, <laughs> really, and worse than real life. His head is going to be bobbing along with the words. Like just you know, let them find out, Chris. I'm just no, but I think I really need to sell. Like this is why you got to go check it out. <laughs> it's <laughs> delightful. I saw it today for the first time. It's Everyone's going to want to see the delightful. creepy Greg Cody cartoon face bouncing to the words of the song and sing along. It's the perfect way to ring yeah. in the holiday spirit. Put it on on your on your your you know when people are arriving to your house on on Christmas Eve. Put it on and just watch their horror. Yeah, have a sing-along. Enjoy yourself. Have some rum eggnog and, and that kind of thing. Hey, before we go, final thanks, our friend Juju Gotti for sitting in with me this week. Uh, really enjoyed it. Got to know him a little bit better. And thank you, Juju. Appreciate you. Appreciate all our listeners, our pod, pod family. family. Yeah, That's right, our pod family. Thank you all. Family. And we'll see you, uh, family, and we'll see you all uh, next week. Happy holidays. We're in the midst of it. Keep it rolling. That kind of thing. Okay. I can't hear Yeti. I do need a hearing aid. <laughs> He's just mouthing the words right now just to annoy me. You're all, you're both annoying me. The end of this podcast. Say goodnight, everybody. Put a period at the end of this and call it a sentence.